0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: On this episode of Big Boys Don't Cry, we discuss the 2002 classic My Big Fat Greek Wedding. You don't have to have seen the film to enjoy the podcast, but if you do listen without having seen it, just be aware that there might be spoilers. Enjoy.
0: Well, excuse me, Princess.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was in relation to the terrible joke you just texted me.
0: Which <laughs> I you have to tell the listeners now. An incredible joke. So Paddy texted me saying that the link is available uh, when I'm ready, as in the link to where we have our little online chats to record this podcast. So I said, what about Zelda? Ha <laughs> ha! Get it? Because it's
1: video games. Get it. Hashtag nerd alert, we're about to talk about video games. Sorry, nerds. Or should I say sorry, film nerds. Yeah,
0: screw you, film nerds. Now we're all about video games. Welcome to...
1: (laughs) Yeah, I would actually love to do a podcast about how much I love The Legend of Zelda. That would be great.
0: And I can talk about how I think The Legend of Zelda is overrated, and we can bounce back and forth.
1: Hey, did you say overrated? Yes, I did say overrated. Sorry, your, your audio is coming and going a bit, but yeah, I, I I assumed you did, and I want you to know that you are wrong.
0: <laughs> I am not wrong. I'm completely accurate. Um, some of them are incredible. Don't get me wrong. Link to the Past, one of the greatest games of the 90s. Wind Waker, possibly the best 3D platformer adventure game ever made, but some of them not so good. What was the one on the on the Wii?
1: Oh, um, there were... Would- there were two. There was Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword.
0: Yeah, Twilight Twilight Princess was between GameCube and Wii, wasn't it?
1: It was re- weirdly released on both. Yes, that's correct. I'm trying to track down a ROM of the um, GameCube version to see if it will play on my laptop. Um, but I'm still only on Majora's Mask on my big Zelda playthrough, so who knows when I'll get there. But
0: See, Majora's Mask is a, is a good one. I like that. It's a very strange game. It's got that whole repeating time cycle thing going on, which is good. Um, yeah,
1: it's really good and super weird, and I love it. I'm on the, like, water yes. temple at the moment, which is really, like, industrial and, like, has all pipes everywhere and not what you'd expect from a Zelda game. It's great.
0: Oh, very good, very good. Um, and you get
1: taken there on the back of a giant turtle.
0: And you get the weird, creepy spider-face people. They're good.
1: Yeah, It's yep. a very,
0: very strange game. Um, I am playing, at the moment, Um, I'm playing Pokemon games, but being an absolute freak that I am... I have randomized them. So um, I'm currently playing Pokemon Fire Red, which is the remake of the original Pokemon that was released for the Game Boy Advanced. Um, but mm-hmm. I have randomized the file so that all of the Pokemon are random. So any Pokemon in the grass that you find are random, any Pokemon that you fight are random. Um, <laughs> what? So
1: suddenly fun. you walk out at the beginning and you might be facing like a level 100 whatever with your no, level 1 no, Pikachu. No, so the
0: the levels remain the same. But, right. Okay. Um you could come out and find Mewtwo and and your starter Pokemon could be a Caterpie, a Magikarp, and a what's another shit tiny Pokemon. Another <laughs> shit tiny Pokemon. Um <laughs> which is really good fun. So it's 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 very unexpected. Unexpected stuff happens all the time,
1: which is nice. Yeah, that's cool.
0: Um I'm also doing it as a nuzlocke which do you know what a nuzlocke is?
1: No, that sounds like nerd language
0: it is incredible nerd language it's an insanely niche thing so a nuzlocke is where you play a pokemon game but with permanent death in it so normally in a pokemon game you have pokemon and you might lose a battle and they might faint so you can go and heal them up but in a nuzlocke if they faint they're dead and you can never use them again
1: oh shit what happens if you run out do you, you do lose a game over do
0: you die yeah, you lose um and then you can okay. also only catch one pokemon per area and it's got to be the first one that you see in that area oh so you walk into some grass. the first thing that you catch uh, the first pokemon you find you can catch you can't catch anything else if you fail to catch that pokemon then you don't have a pokemon for that area so it goes against the mantra of gotta catch them all i was <laughs> gonna say you cannot catch them
1: all pokemon Hard to catch them all in this game. <laughs> it's
0: truly impossible. Yeah, um, but it's really good fun. So I, I've been doing these on and off during lockdown. i um, doing a randomized, a randomized Nuzlocke is the terminology
1: used by Pokemon fans. Nice. Um, that sounds like the kind of thing that Elon Musk jerks off to. <laughs>
0: yeah, he, uh, he likes. World's
1: richest man.
0: What, what Pokemon type would Elon Musk be?
1: Oh, um, I'm thinking
0: a, a steel electric type to go with his engineering. Yeah,
1: if you're one of those steel dudes with the big brimmed heads,
0: that the only move he'd know is self-destruct. Oh, because <laughs> he's constantly undermining himself with bullshit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were on a, like a pub quiz a couple of weeks ago. And one of the questions was, "How did Elon Musk make a tit out of himself in August of last year?" And I was like, "How long have you got?" <laughs>
0: I was going to say, I mean, there there are just countless, countless options there.
1: Yeah, I can't even remember what the specific answer that was being looked for was, but it was just one in the sea of nonsense.
0: <laughs> here I am in this sea of nonsense. <laughs> that's that's Disturbed, right? Disturbed?
1: Yeah. Drowning, you in my sea of nonsense. Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> The richest man. So, you buy one of my cars.
0: <laughs> so, so, lots has happened this week.
1: Yeah, geez. Um, I have not been cancelled, which is good, despite your best efforts. So, we are I, here. I we live to record another, another episode. So, that's good.
0: Um, Donald Trump yeah. is now responsible for 50% of all impeachments in the history of the United States, <laughs> um, therefore, achieving something in his flaccid four years as president
1: yeah and yeah people are finally realizing that the, all the like horrible offensive shit he's been spouting for four years might be actually like inciting violence and fascism and sowing the seeds of you know really horrible stuff and it's like oh twitter finally seen fit to ban him but jack dorsey's all sad about it I'm like sorry what I've have you been doing for four and a half years
0: well the, the, the thing is that Four the reason years. That Sorry, making...
1: I keep saying four and a half years in reference to Brexit being bad, <laughs> and I get the two mixed <laughs> up.
0: <laughs> um, but the, but the thing is that he's 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 now an impotent leader. He's got a few days left, so it's easy for all of these companies and all of these people who are working under him to make this decision to have a sudden moral high ground,
1: isn't it? If exactly. There's go... going to be no consequence. Although well, Twitter's exactly. stock has dropped. Dramatically, but, yeah, but that means nothing to anyone apart from a few suits in finance. S-
0: stonks is just fucking astrology for rich cunts, isn't it?
1: stonks and shares, <laughs> yeah, you
0: know. Yeah, it's um, it's yeah, it's ridiculous. It's sto- stocks is rubbish. It's just, it's just people making it's not real. Things. Yeah,
1: it's no one real. has ever managed to prove to me that stocks are real.
0: No, they're not real. There's,
1: there's no there's definitive proof. Money, is there?
0: money is fake. Money is a fake object. It doesn't exist. Yeah um and and so yeah i think (laughs) money welcome to welcome to philosophy cast money is money does not exist elon musk is a pokemon
1: (laughs) (laughs) of the steel variety
0: of the steel variety steel electric type um which there are some steel electric type Pokemon actually. Magneton. Do you remember Magneton? Yeah, yeah. He's definitely got an a... Elon Musk vibe. Yeah, he does. He does. And
1: does it evolve from three tiny magnetons or does it evolve into three big magnetons? Um, I can't so remember which way around mag- it is.
0: Magnemite is the one little ball. Um, and then Magneton is the three balls. But then they actually added another um another magnet pokemon after that called magna which is like a little ufo and that's, i don't like that no you, well you don't like any of
1: the new pokemon yeah hard new pass pokemon on anything there. but the original 150
0: <laughs> new pokemon are, are, are scary scary things um i like some of them i like that there's there's a, a key pokemon called cliff key and i like that there's uh a bag of rubbish Pokemon called,
1: <laughs> called garbage
0: or something like that.
1: <laughs> no, I, I'm down with I'm down with the bag of rubbish because what about that reflects the, the world that we live in. What about who?
0: What about the ice cream Pokemon?
1: Oh yeah, yeah I'm I'm cool with that. Yeah, I, ice cream is fine by me.
0: So sorry, I got the name wrong of the rubbish Pokemon. Um, it is called Trubbish, <laughs> and then it. <laughs> and then it evolves into garbador, Gar- it's garbador. Offici- it is officially called the trash heap pokemon if that i sounds was a pokemon like you know
1: when like you cross two breeds of dog that aren't normally crossed you get like a, a cockapoo or a <laughs> yeah, labradoodle a or whatever a garbador it's a, it's a labrador that that's crossed with a bin
0: yeah yeah exactly exactly
1: i'm thinking about dogs a lot because in the background we've got that show on that's like the bake-off but it's dog grooming have you seen this show
0: i have seen it but not well i've i've seen it noted but i've not actually um not actually uh watched it is it good
1: yeah it's great it's mostly the first half is like wet dogs looking furious And then the second half is like really, really fancy done up dogs parading around in front of their owners while um, Sheridan Smith is all peppy and lovely about them. It's great. Like, it's just what you need in lockdown.
0: Is it full of loads of weird um, dog racists that are like, this breed must look exactly like this?
1: Well, I can't tell you, because so far I've only seen it with the sound off, weirdly. Last week <laughs> right. we were watching it while um, like someone was on the phone to us, so we just had it on in the background with the sound off, and then this week I am uh, kind of like have it on in the background while I'm talking to you. So I'm in the other room, but I can see it from, through the conservatory door. So I think it's better with the sound off, honestly.
0: Oh, there we go. Does it have any racists in it, like the
1: woodworking show that was going to be on Sky History? <laughs> Oh yeah. What was it? <laughs> Nazi was Carpenters with Aunt Middleton or something? Who was the guy? Um
0: it was uh was it Lee Mack?
1: Lee Mack, that's yeah. right. Ant Middleton. <laughs> Nazi um, Carpenters with Lee Mack. Yeah. That's right, yeah. I forgot well, about
0: that. Is is there a guy with massive like fourteen eighty eight tattoos there grooming a poodle? <laughs> <Just> putting, <laughs> unfortunately a, not sh- shaving a little SS symbol into its bum.
1: Yeah shaving the, the swastika into it and claiming that it's like a buddhist symbol of unity or whatever it is they
0: I've, say. I've, I've i've shaved ss into my poodle which is the initials of my dad but your name is 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 jeff davies where does the ss come from uh, that's yeah. just how i do d's
1: <laughs> it's german for the butt. There. <laughs> oh dear um Good times. So that's what's on television. But we also watch films sometimes, don't we? We
0: do. We do watch films sometimes. And this week we
1: watched a film
0: that I like. I like Sometimes
1: it. they're classic romantic comedies from 2002. You know, this, this is our bread and butter.
0: It is. It is. So we watched My Big Fat Greek Wedding, which is a lovely film.
1: It is a lovely film. That's the right word for it, isn't it? It's an incredibly gentle film. And what I think what's really, really nice about it is there's so little else like this out there is that even though on its surface and even if you've kind of seen it once or twice you think it's actually an incredibly generic rom-com and in many ways it is but it's so gentle and so kind of exemplary of the form that that's actually a good thing right
0: yeah and i think what really makes um my big fat Greek wedding stand out is that it doesn't have the drama and the nonsense that other movies of its ilk have. Where, you know me, I love a good accidental misunderstanding and then someone running away and then it all ending with a chase to the airport to say, no, I love you, stay with me. I love all of that stuff. But what I like about... If we didn't love that
1: stuff, we wouldn't be doing this show, right?
0: No, no, exactly, exactly. But what, what, what I love about My Big Fat Greek Wedding is that it um it doesn't really have any of that the 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 love that the two characters have for one each one another overcomes easily things like family resistance uh differences in 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 class things like that where they just hey we like each other F- first off they think they're attractive then they get to know each other and love each other And it's like, oh, no, we can overcome all of that easily. There's never a moment in it where one of them tries to run away from the situation. And I really like that because, you know, we're all romantics at heart. And the idea that love conquers all is a really nice notion. But a lot of the time in these movies, when when they say love conquers all, it's very fragile and it nearly falls apart (laughs) over the slightest. Because someone says the wrong thing. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Or doesn't say the right thing. Yeah. Um, and and so it's really nice that in this movie, they just kind of go, um, yeah, love is love is fine. Let, let's just have a look at these people who find each other and then yeah. just have a really nice time over a period of months.
1: Yeah, it's, it's like as soon as they like realize that they like each other, they just get together and you're like, oh, OK, there it is. That's great. They're together. So what's going to happen now?
0: Yeah. And, and what happens then is just a really nice, almost ensemble piece where you get to understand their families and witness the, the, the quirks and the eccentricities of these people that, yeah. that are around them. And, and that's really nice. Where I, I, I think the first time I watched this movie, I was sat there thinking, oh, when's someone going to do something stupid to ruin this romance? But it never happens, yep. and it's really nice that it doesn't happen,
1: isn't it? Or when's there going to be some pratfalling or some kind of vulgar side plot with a brother having too much sex or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, There's no it... horn in this film. It's not a horny film. Is it, it
0: is not It is not a horny film. The closest you get to that kind of nonsense is the brother teaching the, the, the fiancé the wrong things in Greek.
1: Yeah, and I, I don't know what those words were. Did you? Did you uh, look up the translations? Um uh, d-
0: did you not have the subtitles on?
1: No, I I copy didn't have <laughs> subtitles on it. Ah, uh, okay. It so must yeah, have been when I saw it previously uh, as a as a young a young boy. Um but I can't remember what they were.
0: So it's things like I have three testicles or your boobs look nice to the mum and things. Oh like right, that. yeah. Um so that kind of crude ten year old nonsense that you oh, that is vulgar. Yeah, but it's not it's not shitting in the middle of the street vulgar. Well, yeah. It's not.
1: <laughs> no, it certainly is not. Um, no. it's, it's That's yeah. another wedding movie that could not be more different. And yet they're both <laughs> yes. lumped into the same genre. Yeah, and this but, is why we do this show. Because people think that all romantic films are the same and they're not. Yeah all romantic, all romantic comedies are the same and they're
0: romantic not. Romantic comedy goes goes into various different places, doesn't it? You know, you've got the whole yeah form versus content arc, haven't you where you know you've got the you've got the very traditional romantic comedy where the format is right and the, the content is right so that could be something like uh i don't know um think of the most generic rom-com off the top of your head
1: um well i was thinking of something where the form is right and the content is right is something like when harry met sally but that's good and that's not generic but that's yeah, a good have, It doesn't have to
0: be bad. But yeah, so so when Harry Met Sally is the perfect example of it's a gushy romantic movie, or you've got mail is another example that kind of fits that bill. Yeah. doesn't it? is, is it, it fits ex- the exact template of what a rom is gonna be and the content is exactly right. But then you've got ones which which mess around with the form a bit. So it might be a bit darker, it might be a bit um bit sillier, it might be a bit more abstract.
1: You mean like Winter's um, Tale? <laughs>
0: like winter's tale exactly um and then the it other might be way, a magical the, horse the other way you've got the content so it might fit the template but actually then the content within it is very strange um like the room for instance would be the perfect example of a movie where <laughs> structurally that would be the,
1: the form of it is also quite strange
0: <laughs> yeah but if you think of the general structure of, of a bunch of friends in love etc um, but then, Mother who but, says
1: she's dying and no one reacts.
0: <laughs> but then the content goes all over the place like that.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, Guy so, shoots himself to death at the end <laughs> of the film, <laughs> kills himself because he doesn't want to live in this world anymore after his wife cheated on him. That's how they all end, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. So the content is completely out there. Um, but, but it's meant to look like this very traditional romantic <laughs> movie. Um, so, so you've I got. I think it might have
1: of... been long enough since I last saw The Room that I'm now ready to watch it again. Oh, that is Maybe. always a good time. I don't know.
0: That's always a good time. Um, but yeah, and and so there is. there's a lot of variation within romantic comedies and within romantic movies. And I think this, you're right, this really shows the scope is very different. You know, there doesn't have to be all of these random nonsense tropes that come up time and time again.
1: No. W- tropes such as, yeah, just kind of outright vulgarity or... Yeah, mis- misunderstanding each other in the airport chase, or whatever. It doesn't really do all that. And actually, really, it's it fits into the romantic comedy genre. But really, I think this is a film about family more than anything else. It's almost more like a family saga through the lens of romantic comedy. Does that make sense?
0: Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what this is.
1: Um,
0: and I think that's why a lot of people fell in love with it so quickly as well. Is You know, everyone in this movie is memorable, aren't they?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And what the best part is that the Greek people like it. Everyone I know who's Greek says that this film is like a documentary. So it's it's gotta be. (laughs) that's
0: always good. That's always good. Yeah, Um, and lots of Greek people in it as well, which is nice.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's it's funny how, how we relatively recently watched something like Little Italy, which. Doesn't try to do the same thing for Italians, doesn't come from the same place, or whatever, but still, in trying to portray it in that way, is the exact opposite of this. It's the inverse of this film, isn't it?
0: <laughs> yes, yeah. It but is funnily the enough, same. there
1: is a link between these two films.
0: Uh, do you mean um, in the cast, or is there another In link the cast, you know yeah. Okay, yeah, so Andrea Martin is in both. Yeah,
1: that's correct. And she looks um, the same age in both, despite having <laughs> <she> does, <laughs> age of 20 does, years.
0: Yeah. um... Yeah,
1: it's great. She is brilliant. Yes.
0: Um, Have you watched any of the other Big Fat Greek things?
1: No, I have not. Uh, My Big Fat Greek dog grooming, I I haven't seen it, (laughs) no.
0: So there's My Big Fat Greek Wedding 2, which came out four years ago.
1: Have I I seen it or not? Maybe seen it? I don't know. Is it like the daughter's getting married and she's too young to be getting married or something? See, I, I have, know. I
0: had no idea that this movie existed, um, but it seems as they got loads of people back, which is great. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I had no idea there was a sequel. I'm, I'm really happy it exists. Yeah, we'll um, have to check
1: it out at some point.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, but then you've also got um, my big fat Greek life, which was apparently a television show. Yeah that appeared in 2003 for seven episodes and then disappeared.
1: And Apparently it was not good.
0: I, Yeah, I can't imagine it was very good. Um, but I like that they try to make a big fat Greek cinematic universe. Yeah, the, the idea of that is
1: pleasing, isn't it?
0: Yeah, BFGCU. I want more of that. Come on, guys.
1: Yeah. My big fat Greek Infinity War.
0: <laughs> it's um yeah you could you could set up a sort of justice league situation or a um or a civil war captain america civil war apart from its big fat greek wedding versus little italy wedding and it's the greeks versus the the italians facing off about against one another their their restaurant in this opens up next door to the pizzerias and there's a whole standoff
1: yeah, and they have like endless cookouts of people trying to decide which is better food—Greek food or Italian food—and and, and they all can
0: that. they can get into stuff like you stole all of our gods, stole them, huh? We made them better.
1: Yeah, and they're like, yeah, you were only unified in the late 19th century. What do you know? <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> hey, did you-, <laughs> you could have a whole Captain Corelli's mandolin situation going on as well, couldn't you?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, what by which you mean Nicholas Cage can be in it playing a role he's not really ready for.
0: <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Um, <laughs> they, could, they could talk about it because he's obviously Italian or is meant to be Italian in that movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. That w- that mm. would be cool, actually.
0: Yeah. Okay. Right. I'm on board with this. Um,
1: My Big Fat Greek Wedding Three. Let classic. Classic ruin the restaurant Italians.
0: warfare. <laughs>
1: Yeah, there aren't enough restaurant warfare films, are there? No. Not ones that are good, one. anyway. We still need to watch that one with Gordon Ramsay. loves Kitchen.
0: <laughs> yes, we do. Um, Yeah, restaurant war movies. Let's see what comes up if I type that into you. <laughs>
1: <can laughs> you're just going to get war movies that have like a scene in a restaurant in them.
0: Yeah, the first thing that comes up is the 50 best war movies of all time. <laughs> That's not what I'm after. I want restaurant war movies.
1: Yeah. I don't... Show me the scene in Saving Private Ryan where they go to a diner and order pancakes.
0: <laughs> so we've got um, Burnt, Always Be My Maybe. Yeah, that was about restaurants. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, Keanu Reeves going in the fancy restaurant, yeah. Um,
0: date Night apparently revolves around a restaurant. Um, someone,
1: did someone mention that to us recently? Maybe not.
0: Yeah, Um, my big fat Greek wedding does appear on this list. Good Burger, (laughs) of course.
1: (laughs) I've not seen it.
0: Oh man, Good Burger is so good. Um, Mystic Pizza as well.
1: Yeah, which I've also not seen, which we've been meaning to watch for a while, haven't we?
0: Yeah, no, we we do need to watch it at some point. Um, Yeah, it's uh, yeah. So there there is there is more that we can do. There's more that we can we can get out of
1: the old. uh, yeah. I mean there's always more we can do just like as a general statement.
0: Yes, yeah. Um but uh but yeah, no there's there's more restaurant movies we can we can we can watch. Yeah. We Maybe that's do a, a spin-off restaurant podcast. Run.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Romantic restaurant films. That's quite niche. and potentially finite that's the thing with this show is it's too open-ended we're going to be doing this till we're dead but that show we could do yeah big big boys eat pie that's good i like that yeah when the big boys eat pie they will definitely (laughs) cry if it's not good (laughs) oh very good
0: um Anyway, right, so...
1: Anyway, Joey from NSYNC is in this film. <laughs>
0: yeah, Joey for Tony.
1: Love Joey, it. Joey Fat Tony.
0: <laughs> I'll always remember, did you ever used to watch um, Celebrity Match? by
1: MTV? No. This was the thing that lots of people used to watch that I didn't watch. I think it was you on Too Late p- at Night.
0: You were too prim and proper for it. It yeah, was a claymation yeah. show where they made really ugly versions of celebrities out of clay and then they did violent things to one another in a restaurant. That's match. right. Um, and that and when...
1: Euro trash. two shows that were on too late at night for me to ever see, but that somehow a lot of people seem to be able to see, like as if they didn't have parents.
0: I mean, he needed to come from a dysfunctional family like me, Paddy, where I would be getting up at like one in the morning, unable to sleep and just going and turning on MTV2. You know, that's where yeah. I watch things like Wonder Shows and like Celebrity Deathmatch, things like that. And
1: then watching The Exorcist to, to calm down afterwards, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: Um, but yeah, there. There, I always remember there's an episode of that with Sync in it. And um, Joey Fatone would get really angry because they kept calling him Fat One.
1: Instead of <laughs> That's that's good. That's funny. Um
0: but he's 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 fun in this, isn't he? It's nice yeah. to see him.
1: He doesn't get enough from screen time actually, in my no, opinion. No.
0: No, you kind of want him to be in it more, don't you?
1: Yeah, yeah. He's the he's cousin cousin Angelo. Cheeky cousin Angelo.
0: What do you think of Greek food? Are you a fan of Greek food?
1: In general, yes, but I hate feta. Absolutely oh, really? loathe it. Really Could you say disgusting. that feta
0: is fetid?
1: Yes, 100%. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of my least favourite foods. So I like all Greek food apart from feta. So a Greek salad, nah, I can, I can leave it. But a moussaka, love it. Oh, that.
0: see, I'm not a fan of moussaka. Um, yeah? Yeah, I hate aubergine. Oh, it's, it's like a cheeky my, lasagna. It's one of my least favourite things, aubergine. I despise it. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I do not but you, do. do you like feta though I love feta yeah is oh, one of my favourite cheeses it's
1: so horrible it doesn't know what it is the texture can't decide what it is it can't decide if it's like smooth or if it's crumbly or if it's what it like tries to be somewhere in between it's the texture of it is so disgusting like, yeah but it's it's talk,
0: great yeah. when it's great when cooked though so like a nice spanakopita where you've got that really lovely feta and spinach mixture in a nice phyllo pastry oh Look at some of my veins, love it. What about baklava?
1: Yeah, love baklava. I I could baklava eat a whole plate is, of that. Is,
0: oh, it's so good. I remember I went to Crete on holiday, and everywhere for like desserts, if you're at a restaurant, would serve baklava with ice cream, and it's like yeah, that's an incredible combo.
1: They just bring it to you. They don't ask whether you want it. They just bring it to you. <laughs> yeah,
0: have some <laughs> have some delicious nutty syrupy pastries.
1: Yeah it's good and we ate a lot of interesting like meat and stuff we were in greece as well you know like like rabbit and whatever you know you they actually have quite a very very a very meat heavy diet a lot of kind of meat and potatoes stuff as well you think of moussaka and feta and whatever else but it's um they have a wide range of stuff and it's all very nice
0: Yes, yeah, no, it's true. And, and, and that's true about a lot of, um, Mediterranean countries is, you know, um, that the, the, the key example as, of, as well is, um, is in, is in, uh, Italy, where you think, oh, yeah, pizza and pasta, that's all they eat. No, there's lots of really nice meat dishes (laughs) that they do over there as well, you ingrates.
1: Yeah. And (laughs) the feast of the seven fishes.
0: Yeah. Where seven fish eat people. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that, that's what that is
1: happens um, once a year I, in naples the fish come onto dry land and walk on their fins and eat people <laughs>
0: yeah that's what happens um what's really interesting is have you ever been to malta
1: no i have not i have been to greece you went to malta relatively recently didn't you
0: yeah it was a couple of years back a few a few years ago um and um and the food there is really interesting because it's a mixture of sort of like north african Foods, but then also um, like uh, quite rustic European foods and Mediterranean dishes and things like mm. that. So there's lots of lots of pastas around and things like that. Um, but then also there's things like they've got these little pasty things called pastizi, which are really fun. They're these little sort of mm. um, these sort of they're kind of like an Arabic pastry with the sort of phyllo pastry thing filled with um, sort of like cheese or things like that. Um, but also they eat a lot of rabbits. So rabbit stew is one of the key dishes in Malta. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 interesting sort of the various different foodstuffs you can get, uh, in these places. And, and I love that there was such a focus on food in my big fat Greek wedding. Cause it's yeah, like, yeah,
1: definitely. But it doesn't overdo it either. Does it? It's not like they're, they're claiming that it's all the greatest cuisine ever, but whenever it works its way into the script, it's good. And it's funny.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's always sort of an understated moment where they just come round of like, here, have some food. Yeah, have some, have some spanakopita, have some, have some. I'll make some lamb, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, and she works in a Greek restaurant, which is her dad's restaurant.
0: Yes, yeah, um, which is which is nice. I've, there needed to be more stuffed vine leaf uh, content, though. I think. Yeah, those
1: I don't care for.
0: Oh, really?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's literally like you just went up to the tree in your garden and picked off a leaf and expected me to eat it. Like, I'm not, a, I'm not down leaf, with that. Get a leaf,
0: fill it with some slightly oily rice. Shove yeah. it in your Shove it in your pie hole.
1: I could just have the rice without the leaf. I'm, I'm fine no, with that. No,
0: The leaf is what makes it. A nice bit of
1: bitter leaf around the rice. Uh, Sorry yeah. one. Yeah, not down with that. <laughs> yeah, so of course there's the moment when... Um, discarded Pearl Jam member, John Corbett reveals that he's a vegetarian and they're all like, Oh my God, I'll make some lamb. And that's funny. Isn't it?
0: It is funny. It is funny because that's often, uh, you know, we all, anyone who knows a vegetarian knows their horror stories of, of traveling through Europe when they were younger, trying to get vegetarian food. Um, yeah, because al- although things have improved, um, a lot of late, um, it's it was an issue for a very long time, and I think yeah, we all know people who are vegetarian who sort of had to live off chips on a family holiday in France yeah. and things like that. It's <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, do, do you like uh, do you like John Corbett, aka yeah. Ian Miller? Because um, he was in um, he was in the Sex and the City, wasn't he?
1: Sex, sex is... in the City yes, that's that's yes. what that show is called Sex in the City, that's its that's name. Yeah. <laughs> that's,
0: that's name
1: that's the name that's the show that the ladies like that I yeah, haven't seen um, yeah, <laughs> I haven't so seen any was, of the films was... either, we should we should watch one of those
0: <laughs> sure, yeah we should Um, at some point yeah. a long time
1: away from here um, but let's not forget was he was also of... the dad in um, To All the Boys I've Loved Before
0: yes, yeah Um, But yeah, he was one of Carrie's love interests in Sex and the City. Right. Um, But not the one that she ended up with, spoiler alert, for a nearly 20... No, over 20-year-old TV show now, isn't it? Sex and the City. Yeah. Um, But yeah, and then he turned up recently in a movie I watched called 47 Meters Down,
1: Hmm. which
0: is about a bunch of divers who accidentally end up in a place with um, blind deadly sharks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, he's, and he's the dad who, who gives an
1: emotional dad speech. He's always the dad. Is he always the <laughs> yeah. emotional dad? I love it. Even in my Big Fat Greek Wedding, I managed to turn him into an emotional dad at the end. And yeah, half, he, has, like he, has the great.
0: he has the emotional dad moment. And then I assume in the sequel, he is the full on emotional dad.
1: Yeah, it's his final form. Yes. I do think is he, he looks like he's in... from the grunge era though, doesn't he? He looks like Eddie Oh Better. yeah, his
0: hair in this. Is pure Veda.
1: Yeah. When, it, when, it, when he's walking past the shop where she works and he's like trying to catch her atten- attention, I just imagine him out there going, Yeah! yeah. In a burrito <laughs> out of here! Yeah! <laughs> oh,
0: Seasoned lamb! Gonna <laughs> get it at the restaurant! Um, is he going to be in To All The Boys 3? Because that's... That's out soon. is that? Yes, it,
1: it says on his um, filmography that he is, To All the Boys, Always and Forever, 2021. Oh, February 12th, 2021. There we go. This is coming up. We'll so we're to watching
0: that the day it comes out, right? Yeah. We've got to finish off the To All the Boys story.
1: Yeah, and that's going to be like the Valentine's Day week. So there we go. Uh, the second one was disappointing, wasn't it? But still. It was. It yeah. was. But he's in it, um, so... So it's all gonna be good.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's uh it's uh exciting. I want to see how they finish it. Are they still going to have the love triangle? Are they just gonna double down on Noah, Noah Centineo as the as the love interest? Who knows? Uh, I really apart hope from not. people who've read the books who
1: know what's gonna happen. Yeah, don't tell us, you nerds. We don't wanna yeah. know.
0: Or maybe it's gonna be another love triangle and this time it's it's her and another girl.
1: Yeah, that'd be cool.
0: Or maybe they do a love septangle and it just gets all over the place.
1: That's the only place you could go, really. Right?
0: Yeah, it's just just everyone loves everybody. That's what that's what we need.
1: <laughs> that's the philosophy of our podcast. Everyone loves everyone. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, John Corbett released an album.
0: Is it grunge? Please tell me. It's
1: no, grunge. it's country. Oh, <laughs> it's got a brilliant. I mean, it's always going
0: to be one or the other, isn't
1: it? Yeah. Why? What is it with the, like the men in the films that we watch and like making country albums?
0: <laughs> it's got to be done. If you're a, if you're if you're a country star, or yeah. if you're a, if you're a, if you're an actor with hair suitable for music, you've got to make the most of it, don't you?
1: Yeah, for sure. So yeah, apparently he didn't write any of the songs, but still. Why not?
0: Well, when you've got hair that good, you don't need to write your own music, do you?
1: No, that's that, that's true. Yeah. That's why Trace Adkins has to write his own country songs. He hasn't got good <laughs> he hair.
0: Just, uh, just doesn't have good enough hair.
1: Yeah. He's hiding it under that hat. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, just under that hat, it's just, it's a hat with like hair sewn into it. And actually he's just completely bald
1: all the time. Yeah. So yeah, John Corbett's great and this was the first thing I ever saw him in and I was like, yeah, it's that guy and I think I expected him to see him in more stuff and then I didn't but it's just because I haven't seen the stuff that he's in
0: Yeah, you're not watching movies about killer sharks
1: No, I wasn't then and I am not now
0: See, I like a good shark
1: movie Oh yeah, I've got nothing against shark movies that just wouldn't be the top of my list
0: (laughs) We need to find a romantic shark movie
1: That's true, yeah Sharknado. The closest, there's got to, there's got to the be closest, some sex in Sharknado.
0: The closest we've got is um,
1: is Fish Fishman. Oh, notorious fish Man. The Shape of Water.
0: Shape <laughs> of Water.
1: Guillermo <laughs> yeah. del is The Notorious Fishman. That's what it's called. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's exactly
1: what it is. Oh, I love that film. That'd be in my top yeah. ten probably.
0: Um. Yeah. Fish. Fish boy.
1: Yeah, but you know what's similar that we haven't talked about that I've never seen is Splash. Have you ever seen that?
0: Ah, no, I have not seen it. Cool. Um, Well, I know there was the very big, well, little controversy over her bum being covered up.
1: Yeah, uh, there's something about a bum, some bum controversy (laughs) from the 80s.
0: Di- Disney covered up her bum on Disney Plus because Kaylee was going to offend
1: people. That's right. Walt um, Disney came in there and he stuck a sticker over the bum <laughs> Walt, and he was like, "This is not Walt family Disney's appropriate."
0: Cry- cryogenically frozen head attached to a terrifying robot body <laughs> stormed into the Disney Plus uh, offices brandishing a machine gun and a claw on one of his robot hands and said get rid of that bottom i don't want that bottom on my digital distribution (laughs) service
1: yeah and then they're like well while we're here can we talk about song of the south and he's like no i'm going now bye (laughs) i I grow weary of this
0: place (laughs) wake me in 200 years
1: (laughs) yeah um so yeah we should watch that at some point yes
0: um have you ever seen the movie that was filmed in Disneyland illegally?
1: No. What's that um, called?
0: So it's a horror movie. It's pretty bad actually. Uh uh I'm just trying to find it. Uh it's like a sort of Lynchian uh it's sort of like a Lynchian black and white horror movie about this dad who goes on holiday um with his family. Uh, it's called Escape
1: from Tomorrow. All oh, right, um, and they filmed it illegally in Disneyland.
0: Yeah, so they didn't get permission, and it was just filmed all sort of awkwardly around Disneyland in black and white. Um, and uh, and yeah, it's uh, it's quite strange and not very good, but I appreciate the gusto that they were like, yeah, our film's gimmick is going to be that it's all set in Disneyland. Well, mechanical Walt like Disney's
1: a- head is going to go after them <laughs> for sure.
0: And the, yeah, the poster is like a bloody Mickey Mouse hand it's uh yeah they really went after that
1: sort of gimmick right um
0: but there's no such gimmicks
1: in no my big (laughs) factory wedding budget 5 million box office 368.7 million kaboom Hell
0: yeah that's how you do it
1: that's fantastic i think this might not be true anymore but i read a year or two ago that it's the highest grossing romantic comedy of all time oh really wow yeah
0: um, it has since been overtaken by Avengers Love Shack. <laughs> <laughs> the latest the latest Marvel movie which has a rom com with explosions, so all the men can watch it too.
1: Yeah. It's got got punch ups and stuff. That's what the dude's like. <laughs> One for the dude yeah. bros. Yeah. Uh it's like when you go to a pantomime and there's dirty jokes for the adults that go over the kids' heads. It's like that. Yeah. It's mostly Hulk, romantic Hulk, stuff, but suddenly there's a quick fight.
0: Hulk is there going, You're making me horny, you won't like me when I'm horny
1: <laughs> and Then yeah, horny by Moose T starts playing while they have a fight. <laughs>
0: yeah. And he starts twerking his little green butt.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, his shorts rip while he's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> he has a little dance to whap at the end of it.
0: Yeah, Mar- Marvel, <laughs> get in touch. Got if you're listening,
1: you. I know we know you've been trying to break into the romance market for a while, and we have the solution for you right here.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you, know, you, want a raunch- you want a raunchy teen comedy starring Mark Ruffalo? Yeah, <laughs> as the,
1: as the Hulk, as the Hulk. Yeah, Kira Knightley as his lady partner
0: yeah exactly i mean really all you've got to do is just get the rights to the pride and prejudice movie she was in and then just i oh, just redo that with the hulk yeah like and just, pride just and prejudice and hulks that was that crossover super, super from in, a few years ago Superimpose <laughs> the hulk into it just every <laughs> so often
1: yeah that would actually be quite easy to do with today's technology you probably yeah, wouldn't I'd even have it. to shoot anything
0: no, yeah, just put put all of the Hulk scenes in. It's mainly CGI anyway. Yeah, to superimpose that CGI in.
1: It would definitely improve it.
0: Yeah, get get on board, guys. Get on board.
1: Speaking of Jane Austen, we've we've been watching Sexy Jane Austen on Netflix. Are you aware of this? No. I'm referring, of course, to the show Bridgerton, which oh, is quite okay. popular. Oh, okay.
0: I thought you meant there was actually something called Sexy Jane Austen.
1: No, <laughs> Netflix original. <laughs> yeah. Netflix, if you're listening,
0: <laughs> yeah, get on board, guys. Come on, we've got a great idea for
1: you. Yeah, well, no, unfortunately, um, it's, it's already been done in the form of Bridgerton. But yeah, I that's heard basically, that it's what basically what it is. But it is actually good.
0: I've heard that it's basically what's that show about Archie comics, but not.
1: Oh, R- Riverdale, but Riverdale, yeah. But, isn't it just yeah. Regency Riverdale, of course. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's not as edgy as Riverdale. But it is yeah. it is good. It's compelling and fun and romantic and quite enjoyable. Um, I you know my wife has been watching it. I've been sort of in and out, but I found myself very very compelled by the characters and it looks amazing. And so I like, that's, I, I do recommend that as a popular Netflix show that is good.
0: I like that it's got Nicola in, who is very very funny in Derry Girls. Have you watched yeah. Derry Girls at all?
1: I have not. No, but she in this oh. she plays one of the the younger. Um, characters who's kind of overlooked, um, and is really, really, it's a really interesting role for reasons that I will not spoil. Her, but that is, it's, uh, yeah, it's good, it's very good.
0: Because uh, yeah, Dairy uh, Girls is is spectacular. It's one of the funniest shows at the moment, and I'm very much looking forward to the next series whenever they're able to do it.
1: I've heard um, nothing but good things. Yeah, it's it's so great.
0: Um, so yeah, okay, maybe I'll give it a watch. At the moment, we're rewatching Broad City. Oh, that's good, too. Always, Always Sunny is our two re-watches at the moment. We've also been watching murder shows.
1: Of course Um, you have. Everyone watches murder shows because they're popular.
0: (laughs) So I I don't always watch murder shows. Sometimes I get a bit um, bored of them, particularly if it's all about... If it's like, this detective has a dark secret that is going to be uncovered but also there's a murder i'm like i don't care about the dark secret of the detective give me a murder to solve that's what your focus should be on and a lot of the time i find that murder shows now are just like this guy's an alcoholic who's cheating on his wife and who's secretly into fetish porn
1: yeah and
0: now he's also doing crack <laughs> and it's all gonna come tumbling down oh by the way he's solving a murder i'm like i don't, don't <laughs> i don't care about this asshole. <laughs> Give me, give me the serial killer. That's all yeah. I'm focused on. Give me the serial killer. So we've been watching. Um,
1: Shoestring, the... Taggart, Morse. What do they? All these shows have in common? <laughs> um, it's so like we've that, been watching, isn't
0: it? Yeah, we've been watching The Night of finally, which is very good. Um, came out a couple of years ago. Um, we've also watched. Um, uh, I think it's called Unbelievable, hmm. um, which is very good, and that's based on a real um, rape case um of a serial rapist and that was very interesting and and really went into um uh sort of gender politics in America and mistreatment by the police and things like that it was a very interesting show um and um also real murders so uh watching a new series about uh, the night stalker and there was one about the Yorkshire Ripper as well both on Netflix which are very interesting mm. um which, yeah, so been into murder. 2021 is the year of serial killers. The year
1: of my big fat Greek murder. <laughs> it's G- the only logical way they could go with the franchise, couldn't it? If they wanted to be relevant and popular, this is what they would do, right?
0: It was. It goes, my big fat Greek wedding too, my big fat Greek divorce, my big fat Greek murder insurance scam.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> where Where long hair is murdered in order to get the life insurance payout to buy a new greek restaurant.
1: Yeah, a better one. The current one's falling apart.
0: Yeah, they need a new one so they murder him.
1: Yeah. And brother, the brother Nick or whatever who's like good at art, his art, he's like art career hasn't taken off. He needs the money to pay back some like loan sharks who wanted to buy a painting but then didn't. There's a, there's a whole thing there.
0: Yes, yeah, exactly. This is it's there's a depth to it.
1: Joey Fat Tony's about, involved with the mob.
0: And then it's all about uh, a, a depressed Italian American detective who has to deal with being addicted to heroin, but also having a compulsion to kick old women on the street.
1: Yeah, and so one, one of those under- old women is Andrea Martin. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. There we go. This <laughs> this summer.
1: Yeah, but the real question is: Can he put aside his Italian prejudice to solve this Greek mystery?
0: Yeah, because to begin with, he's like, I don't care if a Greek killed another Greek. I'm Italian. It's another reason to hate him. He's a misogynist, racist (laughs) person who kicks old women.
1: Yeah. Um, But you love him, really?
0: Uh, That's what
1: what you want. These are the characters you want to root for, you hogs.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you want the most dislikable characters you possibly can, (laughs) and you want to root for them. So, anyway, my big fat Greek
1: wedding. Huge smash. (laughs) And, like, really, really deserves it, I'd say. And I think the important thing to note about it is that it was, like, her thing, it's her passion project, and it grew out of her one-woman show um, into the film. And she clearly, like, had wanted to tell this story about her life and her family and whatever, and do it in a funny and engaging and humorous way. And when someone has that kind of passion and that heart in it, it just really shines through, doesn't it? I mean, I think they've tried to knock off this film and make loads of similar films and they're never quite as good for that reason, right?
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. Is When something has as much heart as this and as much depth as this, it's hard to replicate that, isn't it?
1: Yeah. And that's, I think, why this film feels timeless, even though it's kind of dated. It's It's really weird. Did you find that? That it felt dated and somehow still timeless at the same time?
0: Yeah, I know exactly what you mean it did. It felt it felt like a movie from 2002, but at the same time I wasn't going to begrudge it that. Yeah. <laughs> you just kind of get lost in it,
1: don't you? Yeah, for sure. So yeah, her kind of passion for it really really shines through and and she's great as well. And also she's like 40 in this film and looks about 20 and yeah, I just wanted to say that because she looks great and everything and she's a really beautiful wonderful woman we saw this other film my life in ruins um with with her in which i think came out a couple of years after and i think we stumbled across it on the tv and at first we were like this is terrible and then it actually turned out to be quite good which as you can guess also is to do with greek stuff
0: i was gonna say is it ruins as in greek ruins
1: yeah but that's the joke yeah yeah, she plays like a, a tour guide, bringing people around Greece um, and talking, going around all the historical sites and stuff. It's it's a it's a fun concept, and it it plays out quite well. We could talk about that at some point.
0: Oh, that sounds good. That sounds good. Yeah, um, is there anything else you want to say about? I realize that this has been a very <laughs> rambling
1: episode. Yeah, we it's talked about every other this. film under the sun. <laughs> Um, Well, that's the thing. There isn't necessarily that much to say about it because it's not necessarily a film that's super deep, is it? It's not like massively intriguing or anything. You know what you're going to get. It's not surprising. But it's a film that has real heart and is real comfort food, isn't it? Yeah,
0: it's the film equivalent of getting in on a cold winter's day and making yourself a nice cup of hot chocolate.
1: Yeah. So, you know, you, you can't beat that. And we need those no, kind of films no. more than ever in these these times. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely.
1: Um, I um, like it when John Corbett says to the dad, like, they've gone over to, like, reveal the relationship. And he's all pissed off that he didn't ask him. So he's like, you didn't ask me. So he's like, oh, I'm going to ask you now. I'm going to ask you politely. Can I please date your daughter? And he just looks at him and goes, no. And the way he says it is just so <laughs> funny. And that, like, made it's me really laugh good. out loud.
0: See, I really love the way that he's finding the root of every word in Greek. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a, a that's good joke. That's an ongoing joke, which is just very funny. And each time it comes up again and again, it's very, um, very, very funny.
1: Yeah. And he gets the number one emotional dad speech, like where it's at a wedding and you're the dad at the wedding. Like that's that's peak emotional dad speech, isn't it?
0: Yes. Yeah, definitely. Definitely.
1: And I like all the Greek music and I like when they do the Greek music and it speeds up, you know, that's always good
0: oh yeah yeah and plate throwing and everything like that gotta get get on that
1: and there's also a moment that really really made me chuckle when um, his like um, John Corbett's uptight white parents go to the Greek house for a party and like Andrea Martin has cornered them and she's telling them the story about how like they found a lump on her neck and it was her twin or whatever like for some reason that (laughs) scene that's really weird was actually quite funny to me and I don't know why
0: it's it's great, isn't it? It's so good. Um, yeah. And that's the thing is you get all of those little stories and those little moments of character in this where you just, it helps bring the whole thing to life, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. My my wife's favourite line is when she, they, she delivered a bunt cake and she goes, there's a hole in this cake. <laughs> there's a hole in this cake. Yeah, that's very good. There's a hole in this cake. There's a hole in this cake. <laughs> <laughs> that's a remix I have to do. My wife has never heard that song And is aiming to never hear it
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear Um, Right, I've got some trivia for you Yes, please Um, So uh, this has one of the longest theatrical runs For a film in the home video era uh, Playing for 52 weeks Wow um, Of which 28 were in wide release Um, So it played for 11 weeks longer than Titanic
1: That's amazing
0: yeah no it's it's uh it's incredible and that um, must
1: be a contributor to its huge box office figure
0: oh yeah yeah um it uh it also uh as of 2002 it surpassed Dances with Wolves as the highest grossing movie to have uh never hit number one at the weekend box office God
1: damn it um kevin costner just can't catch a break can he
0: it also, it also surpassed the Blair Witch Project as the highest-grossing independent film of all time, okay. um, until it was beaten by Passion of the Christ. Mm. <laughs> yeah, oh I
1: know. It's,
0: I know which movie I'd rather watch. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, so so it did do incredibly well and deservedly so. It has a magical quality to it, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, for sure. And it does still hold up as well. Is the other thing about it now? As I said, it's dated but timeless. You know, you watch it now and it does. You know, it feels like totally appropriate. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's a good one, it's a good one. So how are we going to rank this?
1: Um, let's see. How many relatives do you invite over to your house for a party when you've told the partner's parents that it's going to be just them?
0: Ah, so uh, my partner's in for a surprise because it's going to be fifteen more people turning up.
1: Yeah, that, I think my party is the same size. I think that's totally fair.
0: Yeah, it's a good sized party. Yeah, it? you yeah, know, this, it's seventy five percent
1: of the way there. Just because you know, there's nothing about it that is is groundbreaking or necessarily even really exceptional apart from the heart. And how it has so much heart, and that's 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 a very very good thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and in a film about love, heart's the most important thing.
1: That's the phrase I'm going to put on a T-shirt. <laughs>
0: there we go. A little right. poetry for you.
1: So, what what are we watching next?
0: So, the political world is on fire right now.
1: Yep. Um, so I thought
0: let's let's bring a bit of love back to politics. Um, so we're going to be watching a movie from 2019 called Longshot.
1: Ah, uh, this I heard about this at the time and thought it sounded interesting.
0: Yes, yeah, and apparently it's 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 good. It's apparently good. Yeah, I think it's uh, quite an
1: interesting concept, isn't it? That's sort of against the kind of political backdrop. And yeah, because like often movies about politics, are political very, journalism, yeah,
0: yeah, um, yeah. O- often movies about politics are very sort of. Um, awful in terms of it being very grim or cynical yeah um so let's have a look at something that tries to bring a bit of romance and a bit of comedy sounds great into the world of politics
1: yeah go political films yawn frost nixon (laughs) frost dickhead more like
0: eyes of march more like eyes of farts
1: (laughs) we did watch that and it was boring
0: I I really like that movie, but it is it is incre- You come out of it just feeling like you've aged a decade, don't
1: you? It really goes on. That's all I'll say.
0: <laughs> no, no talking dogs. No interest from Paddy.
1: Yep, yeah, that's my only thing. Did Did you notice the um talking dog in my big fat Greek wedding?
0: <laughs> I thought that was the main lead, wasn't it? <laughs> it was yeah, exceptional of spaniel hair.
1: Yeah, Greek. <laughs> Greek Dog Gets Married. That's the, wedding, the, <laughs> yeah. the film that I want.
0: Clifford the Big Fat Greek Wedding.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Digby, the biggest Greek in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, he's one big fella. You can be sure of it. <laughs> right, well, that's, that's good. We really, really hope that you... Enjoyed hearing about all the other films and TV shows that we've watched and also hearing about My <laughs> Big Fair Creek Wedding, which, you know, if you haven't seen it in a while, if you haven't seen it, firstly, you know, it is a classic rom-com that you should see. But if, if you haven't seen it in a while, you mm, pop it on, you know?
0: Yeah, it's a really lovely film. And given the start to 2021 that we've all had and yeah. how much of a disaster 2020 was, let yourself have a little moment of calm and comfort.
1: It's the opposite of the world being on fire. So, you know, there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. The
0: world's sitting there surrounded by Feta. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so you can find us on Twitter at BigBoysDon'tPod. You can email us BigBoysDon'tCryPodcast at com. Love to hear from you. And we will be back next week to talk about long shot. righty. Bye-bye. Bye.